Today was Yud Beis Menachem Av Tavshin Pei Beis, the twelfth of Menachem Av, fifty-seven eighty-two. Here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, we're here in Yana Diomi. We'll be looking at a very interesting connection between this week's parsha, which is Parshas Vaschanon, and today's Daf, which was Ksuvis Daf Lamedal. That's thirty-four in Ksuvis, and these two locations will meet together in a very beautiful midrash in the discussion pertaining to Shabbos. On our Daf, the Gemara discusses a very interesting set of Hilchos Shabbos, which we can use some brushing up on. And of course, in our Parsha, the Torah discusses Shabbos in the second installment of the Aser Sedibros, when Moshe Rabbeinu declares, Shomar Asiyam HaShabbos Lekadsho, that you shall protect and keep and safeguard the Shabbos in order to sanctify it, to keep it holy. This is the counterstatement to that which was stated in the first installment of the Aser Sedibros in Parsha Yisro, when the Torah stated, Zachar Sema Shabbos Lekadsho, that you shall recall, remember the Shabbos in order to sanctify it. So in terms of the discussion on our Dav, which is discussing Shabbos, it comes up in the context of Misa Shabbos. What happens when one engages in Malacha on Shabbos? What is the result of that action? May one reap the benefits of the Malacha that he performed? The Gemara discusses a few different opinions. Lutanya, as we learned in a Brisaham, of Ashel B'Shabbos, one who cooks on Shabbos B'Shogeg, he did it unintentionally. Suppose he forgot that it was Shabbos and he cooked, or for some other reason, in some other context, some other circumstance, he unintentionally ended up cooking on Shabbos. So according to the first opinion, Yochal, he's able to eat from it. B'Mezid, however, if he did it intentionally, he did it on purpose, then Lo Yochal, he may not eat from it. Divi Rabbi Meir, this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, like whom we don't hold. Rabbi Huda Omer, however, Rabbi Huda says, B'Shogeg, if he did it unintentionally, then Yochel Motzei Shabbos, he can eat it on Motzei Shabbos, after Shabbos. The Mezid, however, if he did it intentionally, Yoloch Alamis, he is not able to eat it forever. He's never allowed to eat from it. Rabbi Yochanan Sandler, Omer, Rabbi Yochanan Sandler says, B'Shogeg Yochel Motzei Shabbos, La'acherim below lo. According to Rabbi Yochanan Sandler, the strictest opinion, if he did it, he's never allowed to eat from it. But others can, as long as it's after Shabbos. However, b'meizid, so lo yochal olamis, lo lo velo lacherim. No one can eat from it um, forever if it was done on purpose. And the Gemara goes on to discuss the origin, the source for Rabbi Yochanan Sandler's opinion. And the Gemara quotes in that vein a pasuk, which we're going to see in our medrash very soon. It says, Ushmartem as a Shabbos kodesh lachem. And I'll just quote the rest of the pasuk as it'll be relevant later. Michalea mosiumas. Um, so um, you shall safeguard the Shabbos, right? The same word that we find in our parsha, Shomer Sem Shabbos Tekacho. Why? Because it is holy to you. And Mechala Mos Yumas, whoever desecrates it shall be put to death, surely. Because whoever does Malacha is going to be cut off from the midst of his people. So in this vein, the Gemara says, just like um, that it is Kodesh, Lachem to you. So the Gemara explains, Ma Kodesh Asr Bachila, Af Maisa Shabbos Asr in Bachila. Just like Kodesh, food that is holy, is forbidden for consumption, so too is the food that you cooked on Shabbos or any malacha that you performed on Shabbos. This is the strictest opinion. However, the Ain Mishpah brings down from the Rambam and the tour that we hold like the middle opinion in Rabbi Yehuda that um, if you did it b'shogeg, then then anyone on Motzei Shabbos can eat from it. However, if you did it b'mezid, then anyone else can eat from it after Shabbos, but you cannot. Now, um, the Gemara continues to discuss whether or not this principle of not being allowed to benefit from Misa Shabbos, at least on Shabbos, whether or not this is a Deir din or this is only Deir However, to return to 
the topic as it appears in our Parsha, the question of Shabbos and the Hashkafic um, way to relate to Shabbos, perhaps an issue that we've all thought of, especially when we were younger, is what is Shabbos really about? Is Shabbos just a day of restrictions, no-nos, prohibitions, things that I'm not allowed to do? And the answer to that question is really found back in Parsha Yisro, where we mentioned the Torah states, Zachar Siyom HaShavos Kadsho. Indeed, because Shamor Siyom HaShavos Kadsho, the concept of Shmira being Shomer Shabbos, that refers to the Isuri Malacha, the prohibitions, the forbidden activities that we are obviously not allowed to do. But Zachar Siyom HaShavos Kadsho appeals to the mitzvos Asay of Shabbos. Broadly speaking, all the mitzvos Asay of Shabbos are derived from Zachar. And most famously, we have Kiddush, making Kiddush, welcoming in Shabbos with Kiddush as it enters, and reciting Havdalah as Shabbos ends. We have a concept of a mitzvah aseh, of resting on Shabbos, not just seizing from malacha in the negative, but an actual aseh of resting and not doing the malachos. So we have an aspect of the positive. And what we find very interestingly is that which we say in Lechadodi, the Shamar Vazachar Bedibar Echad. We find the source for that in the, um, in the Medrash. The one I'll quote you is the Mechilta Rabbi Shmal Chaf Ches 28. And this famous idea that Zachar v'Shamor Shnehem Nemru B'Dibor Echad, that the two statements of Zachar and Shamor, to recall, to remember on the one hand and to safeguard on the other, these were both stated simultaneously. And as the Medrash elaborates, that this was a miracle, that which a person on his own cannot communicate, to say, to say two things simultaneously, that which a person normally cannot process, Hashem created a miracle and enabled these two statements to be uttered simultaneously. And the question we have to consider is what was the necessity for this miracle? Why did Hashem have to state Zachar and Shamar simultaneously? So as we try to answer this question, let's continue the Midrash, which gives a few more less familiar, less famous examples of miraculous statements that were made simultaneously. And the next example, we begin with the Pasuk that we just quoted on our daf from Shmos, Lamed Aleph Yudala, this Parshas Kisisa, the, the line of Mechalaleha Mos Yumas, that whoever desecrates Shabbos will surely be put to death. The, the, the Chumash states this, and yet in, in Parshas Pinchas, in Bamidbar, Chav Ches Tes, in 28.9, the Torah also says, that on the day of Shabbos, you have to bring two rams for the Karbanos Tamid. And the question is, how could you bring those Karbanos if it's Shabbos? And Michal Mosimas tells you no, and yet that Pasuk tells you you should. So the answer is, They were both stated simultaneously. Ah, and since they're both stated simultaneously, there's a built-in override, a built-in permit, which allows you to bring these karbonos, and in fact requires you to bring these karbonos. The Shnehem Bedibor Echad Nemru tells you that there is no conflict, but this is, in fact, baked into the cake, that even though Michala Mosiumas, the Torah gives you the go-ahead of Yom HaShabbat Shnei Chavasim. Another couple of examples in the same Medrash. Vayikra Yerchas Tazayin, 18.16 in Vayikra, that's Parshas Achremos. Ervas Eishas Achicha, the nakedness of your brother's wife. You're not allowed to uncover. You cannot marry your brother's wife. And yet, in Parshas Kisetze, Devarim Chav Hei Hei, 25.5, it says, Yavama Yavola, that the, when it comes to the mitzvah of Yibum, that what does a person do when, a, when his brother, Rachman al-Slan, dies childless? So the brother is supposed to marry his brother's wife, his sister-in-law. But how can you do that? Doesn't a race state in the Torah that Ervas Eshesachicha, that you cannot uncover her nakedness, that you cannot um, marry that woman? So explains the Medrash, Shnehem Nam Rebidi 
No, you don't understand. They were said simultaneously, meaning there's a built-in permanent, built-in override, a built-in exception to the rule of not being allowed to marry your brother's sister. So, I'm um, your brother's wife, rather. Um, you can't marry your brother's sister either. Marrying your brother's wife, it's a built-in override, a built-in permit, which tells you that these two are really not in conflict, but in fact, you have the go-ahead to perform Yibum. Um, one last example for now. Also in Kisei you cannot wear, you cannot dress yourself in forbidden mixtures of wool and linen. You can't wear shadness. And yet, very next pasuk, you shall make fringes, tzitzis for yourself. And apparently we learn from this that you could even make tzitzis of shadness. How can that be? They were both stated simultaneously. And because they were, you can wear tzitzis of shadness. This is not in conflict to that prior Avera. Um, thus, the Midrash concludes, Mashiyev Sharlads and Lomar came, that which a person on his own cannot utter. Shanaam Mars, the Pasuk and Tehillim, Samach Beis Yud Beis, 6212 says, On the one hand, Hashem spoke once, but I heard twice. And also the Pasuk in Yermia, Chav Gimel Chav Tes, 2329, The word of Hashem says, Hashem, my words are like fire that apparently Hashem's words can accomplish things that most of our words cannot. This apparently teaches us that, yes, Hashem can miraculously state two things simultaneously. But the question, once again, was, what was the necessity for this miracle? And if we look at the the list in the Midrash, once again, we will notice that one of these items is not quite like the others. For most of these, there is a point of conflict. There is an Isser that says, do not, and yet there's a Mitzvah Ase that says, do it, go ahead. And the answer, apparently, is that the two are not in conflict, and you just have to understand that there's a built-in permit. But the question is, what exactly was the conflict in Zachar and Shamor? Those two seem like they can work together quite easily. However, perhaps the conflict that you might have thought is the conflict that we all grew up with of how is it that there's anything that you can do that's productive on Shabbos? I thought Shabbos is a day of restrictions, a day of Isra Malach, a day of things that you cannot do. And yet, what does Zachar tell us? Zachar tells us there's another side to the equation. There's a kum va'aseh, as it were, a get up and do. You can be productive in a very spiritual way by declaring Shabbos through Kiddush, by engaging in spiritual matters. You partner up with Hashem in Hashem's creation of the world just by doing nothing. It is an active that you do passively. It's not just something that you do not do, but it's your state of being, your state of existence. And because of Zachar and Shamor, we learn also in the Mechilta de Rabbi Shemel, the same Medrash, Zachar Melifanov is Shamor Melachrav. It's not just something where you just sit and do nothing, but you're Zachar Melifanov. You've taken Shabbos early in Vishamar Melachrav. So you remember from beforehand and you guard it from afterwards. Mikan Kodesh. From here we learn the principle of Tosefas Shabbos, taking in Shabbos early and leaving it late. As we say in we want to be the last ones out of Shabbos and the first ones back into Shabbos next week. Shabbos is both a day of Shamor and Zachar. Zachar is the built-in exception to the rule of Shamor, where we are just passive. But on the other hand, 
we are actually Zachar. We recall Shabbos. Even when it's not Shabbos, we recall and remember Shabbos fondly because of the spiritual potential that we have on Shabbos, the potential to be creative and productive in a spiritual way. It is something very beautiful and is perhaps the true secret to Shomer V'Zachar B'Di Echad. If you enjoyed this share and others on the podcast, you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship. Or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations for sharing like this and others, or if you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group for frequent updates and links for every share uploaded, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. And until next time, stay tuned and stay attuned to these incredible Inyana Diyomi. Thank you for joining us here at the database.